Well, let's get into this. Go ahead and have a seat. As Pastor Mark said, this is a healing message. This is a healing service. And it's a challenge to do this in the middle of his series. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll go with it. Um, amen. During praise and worship, the compassion of God was this. I want to try. It's welling up on the inside of me. He loves you so much. His compassion for you to be healed. His compassion for you to be made whole is more than you want it. We're going to talk about the demonstration of love. Love shown and demonstrated towards someone goes beyond if they deserve it. It goes beyond if they're good enough. God's love for us goes way beyond if we deserve it because we don't. God's love for us goes way beyond if we're good enough because we're not. But in Christ we are, and that's where he sees us. Therefore, nothing you've done, that's another one, nothing you've done in the past can hinder you from receiving God's love for you except you. And the condition that someone may be in because wrong choices from the past. Well, um, you may be saying, well, that's just, you know, I made a lot of dumb choices in the past. And my body is manifesting the choices that I made from drugs and alcohol abuse. That's just part of it. I did it to myself. Wait a minute. He didn't die for you. To live like that. Yes, you made mistakes, but you know what? You are forgiven. And once you receive forgiveness, healing comes with it. Amen. So allow yourself, allow your body to be made whole. It's okay to be healed. (laughs) Can I say that? It's okay. He died for it. Amen. He, God didn't withhold his love, who is his son, is a picture of his love toward anyone. John 3.16 doesn't say, for God so loved the church that he sent his only begotten son. For God so loved the world. The sinners. If the sinner was good enough to have the love of God outstretched to them to receive, a child of God, born again, has every right to receive healing. Amen. Um, Let's look at Romans chapter 5, please. I'm going to read this one from the New King James. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. Um, if we're able to, could you put that verse on the screen? Because um, I want you to see this. Romans 5, 8 in the New King James. Can we do that? Uh, 
maybe. Here's what it says. But God, I, I, I enjoy that phrase, but God. But God demonstrates his own love toward us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. But God demonstrates, that's a present tense word. God demonstrates, not demonstrated. He demonstrates his own love toward us. In that while we were, past tense, still sinners, Christ died, past tense, for us. So the demonstration of love is a continual present tense action. His love doesn't stop once you say, Jesus be my Lord and Savior, and that's it. No, he's continually demonstrating his love toward us. His love is a continual flow. And your actions, your choices, we tell our kids, you made a poor choice. That's a bad decision. That was a bad choice. But you know what? That choice doesn't stop my love for them. I still love my kids when they act whatever they what kids do. So when we act up as adults, as children of God, as his kids, don't allow the devil to say, well, you messed up. God doesn't love you no more. No, he loves you just the same. His love doesn't change. It doesn't go up. It doesn't go down. It's a constant flow. Condemnation has has been allowed in some of our lives to have a very strong voice. And that voice has hindered us, some of us, from receiving all Jesus died for. Because we have this self-image of, I messed up, I blew it, I have to be sick. This must be um, what's coming to me. We, we can't allow that voice of condemnation because Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn you, man. I came to love you. There's no condemnation in love. Amen. See, one of... One of God's redemptive names regarding healing is what? Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. That's his name. And we talk about this in LBC. That name is not the name of the Lord who makes you sick. It's the Lord... That heals. That's his name. 
That's who he is. And a part of covenant is there's a name exchange, a a combining of names. You see it with Abraham. He gave Abraham part of his name. He put the H, Ham, Abraham. He changed Sarah's name, put an H in Sarah's name. H, first letter of Jehovah. Sarah to Sarah. When you get married, your wife, the bride, takes a part of the groom's name. Why? It's covenant. It's not an option. Some, well, I'm going to keep my name. I'm going to hyphenate it and take his, but I'm going to keep mine. Shoot. That's my name. That's my name. Well, guess what? Once you enter into covenant, you can't have it both. Because if you do, you haven't fully gave yourself to that person. This is way off notes. It's an honor to take the name regarding marriage of your husband. I had to twist Jillian's arm, but she finally bowed and said, okay. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But here's the deal. He gave us his name when we joined in the covenant with him. He shared his name with us. And what's his name? Healer. So we took on a characteristic of healer. Is there any sickness in healer? No. There's no sickness in God. Why do we share his name? He wants us to reflect that image. We were created in the image of God. Is God sick? So therefore we should not... Reflect an image of sickness in our body. There's no condemnation. Listen, this is getting us up here to not just, well, I'll just deal with it. He didn't die for you to just to deal with it. He died for you to look like him. <laughs> Amen. He gave us his name so we could reflect his image. So this word demonstrates is present tense. Continual showing. He's continually showing us how much he loves us. Let's go to Psalm 68, please. Book of Psalm, chapter 68. In verse 19, this verse is awesome. Why? Because it's a continual present tense verse for right now. Psalm 68, 19, blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. How often do you get a load of benefits? Every day. Well, what are these benefits? I'm glad you asked, Taylor. Let's go to Psalm chapter 103. Verse 
You ought to hear Taylor ask. He asked what the benefits were. So for his, for Taylor's sake, we're going to go to Psalm 103. <laughs> and verse 1, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Taylor, take notes. And verse 3, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Well, how often is your youth renewed like the eagles? Well, according to Psalm 68, that would be every day. How often do you get love from the Father? Well, according to this, every day. How often do you have healing manifesting in your body? It should be every day. Daily, you should have a wake-up call to a dump truck backing up to your front door. Boop, boop, boop. Every morning, here's your load of benefits. That should be your alarm clock. And you go out there and say, yep, I want some of this. As a matter of fact, I want all of it. I'm going to take it all in. It's a daily load. Not an envelope, a load. And healing is a part of that load every day. Love wants you to experience his benefits. That's verse 4. Who crowns you with loving kindness. See, this is all based on love. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't have died for you. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't have poured his blood out for you. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't be loading you every day with benefits. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't heal you. That's who he is. Love wants you healed more than you want to be healed. Love wants you to be made whole more than you want to be made whole. And that's just not in your body. That's every area of your life. And we're going to look at one example of that in a minute. Now, let's stay in the book of Psalm 119. Psalm 119, verse 59. Psalm 119 and 159 says, Consider how I love your precepts, your word. Do you love the word of God? He says, Quicken me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. Quicken me according to your loving kindness, not according to my good deeds, not according to my good works, not according to my good choices, but according to your loving kindness, quicken me. What does that word quicken mean? To be made alive. It means to live. It means to be whole. It means life. It's actually taken from the word zoe. Life. He gives you life based on his loving kindness towards you, not what you do or don't do. 
Amen. This word quicken is also found in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse 11 says, we, I mentioned it briefly earlier. Romans 8, 11. But the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. The life that you need to be healed is inside of you right now. And he quickens your flesh from your spirit. You're a container of healing. You're not trying to get it from the outside. It's all inside of you. Healing is inside of you. Well, I'm just trying to get healed. Well, stop trying to get something you already are. He makes our flesh alive and whole by his loving kindness, not our good enough. We must understand that. It's based on his loving kindness. And this mentality of, I'm okay, you know, I'm just okay, I'm better. Let Let me say this, if I can. Jesus didn't die for you to be better. Jesus didn't die for you just to be okay. He died for you to be made whole. This thinking of, well, I'll just deal with it till I get to heaven. Why? Well, I'll just deal with it. It's just part of, it's just just who I am. That's who God made me. If you're sick, he didn't make you sick. If you have a disease, he didn't give you a disease. So we might as well go ahead and step out of that disease and into life. He died for you to be well, complete. Every area of your life, whole. Whole. Not just healing, your finances, your relationships, your needs, everything whole. So let me, let's go to Mark chapter 5. Here's a picture of what happens of someone who's been made whole, set free. Mark chapter 5 and verse, we'll start at verse 1. When I was, when the Lord showed me this, um, uh, it was uh, pretty eye-opening to me. This is about the madman at Gadara. And let, well, let's just read the first uh, few verses here. And they came over into the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, that be Jesus, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. This dude's a mess. 
And always, can I, no, never mind. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. I need to say this. The end of verse 5. This whole, if you know someone, is predominantly with younger, younger generation, predominantly, that deal with cutting themselves. That is not okay. It's a demonic influence because you see it right here in Scripture. It's nothing new. Pray for that child. Amen. It's not okay. And medicine will not fix it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, this, so Jesus deals with him. He cast out the legion of demons. And then uh, he cast them into the, into the pigs in verse 14. Uh I mean, in verse 14, they came and ran and see what in the world is going on. These pigs just jumped off the cliff. Where my pigs go? And uh, verse 15. Verse 15 says, And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion. Now, here we go. This is what a picture is of when someone's been set free, or we could say healed, he was sitting. One, he's a jumbled mess. You can't contain him. Now he's sitting down. He must have been naked because now he has clothes on. Just like this. And in his right mind, and they were all afraid, like, what in the world is going on? The dude gets delivered. Now he's sitting down and clothes are on him. Where did these clothes come from? I don't know, but I'm going to share this. And I'm waiting to whatever. Uh, speaking of this, I'm just going to share something. The Lord showed me a vision one time of me praying for a Down syndrome child. Oh, Jesus. And every time I see one child dealing with this stupid demon, I say, Lord, is this the one? Haven't found her yet. It's a girl. But when I'm pray- when I was praying for her, her face immediately morphed into the most beautiful, to this perfect. Nothing. She wasn't. This is what I'm saying. To this child, beautiful and clothes fit. Her clothes changed and began to fit her perfectly. So I know that I know that I know he can clothe you even if you're naked. This man experienced the wholeness of God. I saw clothes come on this child. So being made whole when you're healed goes beyond, whoa, I feel better. Your, your checking account should increase. Your clothes should be made whole. 
Let me continue. And they saw him, and they befell to him that he was possessed with the devil and concerning the swine, and they began to pray. Um, uh, he, he, he asked Jesus, hey, can I go with you? Jesus said, no, you can't go with me. Um, you go tell people what happened. But in verse 19, here's another kicker about what happens when healing shows up, when deliverance shows up. Jesus, this, in verse 19, Jesus said, no, you suffered him not, but said to him, go home. He didn't have a home. Then he said, go to your friends. He didn't have any friends. So, okay, this dude gets set free. He gets clothes. He gets a house. And he gets friends. Just by being set free. That's the power of being made whole. We, we must expect more than just, yeah, it feels a little better. Thank you, Lord. Guys, he died for our wholeness. He died that you can have friends. He died so you can have a house. He died so you can have clothes. He died so you can be in your right mind and be able to sit still and listen to the word of God. (laughs) Amen. That's what we should be expecting. Every time, for those of you that are coming up here for healing tonight, expect that kind of, expect that kind of wholeness. Expect that. Yeah, thank God for the healing. But let's go ahead and go on and expect the wholeness. The, the money you spent on medications being coming, is coming back to you. The lost time at work is coming back to you. Your lost relationships... Well, apparently they're coming back to you. If he's no respecter of persons, if this dude got it, sign me up. I'm here. Amen. Healing is a benefit that we are loaded with daily. And this love... This is all wrapped up in love. And, and the, the blood of Jesus could be described as liquid love. This liquid love from heaven sent to earth in a man. And he poured it out. He poured out his love. He poured out his life. And the blood of Jesus is ever speaking for you right now. It's speaking of eternal life. It speaks of all the promises of God. Something else he brought up inside of me today about eternal. The the mindset of eternal is always future tense. We need to understand... The eternal starts right now. Eternity doesn't start when you get to heaven. Eternity's already started. So 
So let's not wait to get to heaven. I'm going to wait for eternity to be healed. You're in eternity because your spirit man will never die. Your spirit man is going to live forever starting now. So we might as well go ahead and start right now with living a whole life. And stop pushing eternity to the future. It's already started. We're just going to continue on and never die. Life starts now. When is faith? Faith is now. Life is now. And we'll continue to have life forever. So let's go ahead and experience the life we're going to experience forever. Let's start experiencing that life now. Amen. It's our covenant right. So the blood speaks of who we are and what we have. Here's the part of this that we must agree with. We must come in line with the blood of Jesus. If the blood is speaking of who we are and what we have, our mouth should be speaking who we are and what we have, not what we feel, not what we've been told. Not what the doctor said, not what those around us are saying, it's not what the news is saying. What is the blood saying? Well, let's look at this real quick. Let me show you this Hebrews chapter 12, referencing the blood speaking. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 24. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. You remember, Abel was slain by Cain in the garden. And his blood, God said, I hear the voice of your brother's blood crying out. Well, Jesus' blood is still speaking. See, the devil thought he won when he killed Jesus. When Jesus was crucified. But little did he know. (laughs) The blood of Jesus could not be silent. And it was still speaking. The whole time it was being poured out. He tried to silence the man. But he couldn't silence the blood. The blood will forever speak. Your blood speaks scientifically. Your blood can tell a doctor what's going on. Your blood tells your DNA. Your blood, your natural blood speaks. It tells a story. What about the blood of Jesus? You think it's dead? You think that blood isn't speaking on your behalf? It is. It's saying they're healed. 
they're whole. They're forgiven. They're redeemed. They're made whole. They're sanctified. They're justified. That's what we should be saying. The blood is speaking the word of God. The blood is speaking the word of God. It came out of the word of God. It's speaking the word of God. So we might as well go ahead and hook up an agreement with what the blood is saying and expect that to be in our life. I grew up in a domination where pleading the blood was something we were, you know, we heard that a lot. I plead the blood. Anybody heard that statement, I plead the blood? Well, it's not a Bible verse. But it is a statement of faith that you are pleading or saying what the blood is saying. I'm going to say what the blood is saying. I'm going to plead the blood. What, and I don't understand everything that's going on at the mercy seat and what the blood is saying, but I do know it's not bad. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I plead the blood and what the blood is saying, that's it in my life. Amen? No more doubt and unbelief coming out of our mouth regarding our healing. Well, the doctor said, I just, I just have to live with it. The doctor said there's no cure. The doctor said this. The news said that. My parents said this. My uncle told me this. I don't give a rip. What's the blood say? Sorry. What does the blood of Jesus say about that? Enough, enough of just dealing with things until we get to the by and by. We must start exemplifying our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ right here, right now, and say, devil, enough's enough. You're not having a foothold in my body no more. I've been redeemed. I've been covered. I've been healed. I've been made whole. And that's what I will be from this night forward. Amen. Amen. We're going to pray for people tonight. We're going to help you. We're going to help you start tonight. Um... No, like, what did he show me? It's like jumper cables. These are jumper cables. And when a battery needs help to start, you put jumper cables on the battery to help get it started, and then it goes. It's almost like jumper cables are going to be laid on you tonight to help you get started and run. Not running out of here sick. Not running out of here hurt. Running out of here healed and whole. So you can continue to be running healed and whole till Jesus calls us home.